Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, how to turn down a job candidate. Part two. Here we go. This next piece, Mike, might surprise some people. We do say that you can leave a voicemail. Because there's some urgency, it's perfectly appropriate to leave a voicemail. If you call somebody, you know, hey, Roberto, this is Danny Martin, give me a call. It's surprisingly hard to do that when you know the outcome, but they don't, right? It's really hard to leave that voicemail. And you'll know that the first time you try to leave that voicemail. The way you try to leave that voicemail, knowing that it's bad news, it's hard to do that without that, this isn't good news coming through in the voicemail. Right. Yeah, they know it. <laughs> yeah. Even worse, try exchanging voicemails back and forth with a candidate who's out of the running but doesn't know it yet. You're going to hear increasing anxiety in their messages to you and increasing frustration. And I think, I know for me, the few times when I did it this way and I left, left voicemails to say, call me, and the person called me back and I was playing phone tag, there was some frustration in my, in my end too. Yeah. Um, and that just usually ends poorly. It does. Now, some people are going to think this is cold or callous. What would you say to those, those folks? Yeah, I would disagree. I would say since job searches inherently have a sense of urgency, it's the kind thing to do to call the person as soon as possible. And there is a bit of sting, yeah, with saying no. And that sting justifies the humanity of the call. But certainly it's not the cold urgency of a text or an email. Yeah. Or other media that we've, that we've referred to. Yeah. Okay. A voicemail is going to sound obviously a little bit different. So how, what would a voicemail sound like that you'd be comfortable with? Okay. So here's, here's an example. Hi, Patricia. This is Danny Martin calling. Calling to let you know that we won't be making you an offer. I know that's hard to hear in a voicemail, but I thought it was better to give you the information quickly rather than risk playing phone tag or sending an email. You have a lot to offer, and unfortunately, you're just not a fit for us right now. I wish you all the best in your search. I like that. Now, interesting enough, you didn't leave a, a phone number, which is kind of common when you're leaving a voicemail. Right. And I, and I didn't also say, hey, give me a call back. If you don't leave a phone number or you don't request or suggest that they call you back, then there's an assumption that you don't need or want a call back. And personally, for me, that was usually my preference. Uh, we're going to talk next about offering feedback. That was something that I was not as good at. And so I tended to avoid it, rightly or right. wrongly. <laughs> um, but if you are willing to offer feedback, and we'll talk in a moment about how to do that, then leaving a number or suggesting that they return your call is totally appropriate. Right. There's really not a whole lot more to talk about. It's going to no. be an uncomfortable conversation. Um, particularly if you get some pushback from them as to, well, why not me? And I mean, it happens occasionally. It's it, it it's does. not all that common, but it, it it does happen. It's a very it's that's when it gets to be terribly uncomfortable, and they want to know why and all that kind of stuff. And that's you know that's probably why Mike most of us put it off, right? Is we're afraid of what's they what are they going to say? What are they going to ask? Am I going to be put in a difficult situation? And that's why I that's think right. we put it off to begin with. Let's just assume for a second that this person doesn't fit into the category of somebody we want to give feedback to necessarily. And so we haven't suggested that we want them to call back by leaving a phone number or by suggesting they return our call. But they call back anyways, right? So uh, 
we don't want to have this uncomfortable conversation. So how do we how do we handle that? We didn't really want them to call us back. They called us back. What do you do, Danny? So what we do here is we do not answer their first call. We let their first call go to voicemail. This is one of the moments where you, we can all be grateful for the wonderful technology of voicemail <laughs> and call yeah, and, <laughs> and caller call ID, ID right. right? And the reason for this is it allows you to assess their response to your declination. In other words, if they're respectful and appreciative, if they say something like, thank you so much for calling, I really appreciate it. I enjoyed interviewing with you and, you know, hope to continue talking with you about other opportunities or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Something that's kind, respectful, appreciative for the opportunity. And then they politely ask for feedback that you're willing to give. Then feel free to call them back. Yeah. Or they just want to say thanks, right? Yeah. They just want to say thanks. I had a lot of people who, who called me and said, hey, I just want to call and say thanks for letting me know. I, you know, sad to say I had a lot of people call and say, I'm surprised that you called to let me know. Very few people do. In which case, then I'm happy. Then I don't mind calling that person back and saying something like, "Very nice of you to return my call. Thank you. Sorry things didn't work out this time. Please let's do keep in touch because you know there are always future opportunities here." Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, have an opportunity to develop a relationship with somebody who you said no to. I mean, it's just, and frankly. If you say no to somebody and they respond that in a positive, friendly, thankful manner to you for the opportunity just to interview with you, that, that's a good sign. That person. That's huge. That's, that's, you know, that person, they've just gone up in value. They're, yes, you know, they did. They, they're like, okay, this is somebody that I like to work with. Somebody who yeah. can be gracious when they get an answer they don't like. They don't like. want. I've had times where somebody handled the no so well that I actually thought maybe I made a mistake mm -hmm. <laughs> and I certainly kept that person at the top of my list and I had enough openings that there were several times where I reached out to them four five six months later and said hey we have another opening which are you still interested there you go you never know you never know. Now, frankly, as much as I appreciate the folks that call back and who are thankful and appreciative for the opportunity, those are not my favorite. The favorite ones are, for me, the ones that call back who are cruel and mean and uh, accusatory and all that kind of negative stuff. Because if I felt any guilt about saying no, like it's completely gone now. Now I'm going like, thank God I didn't hire yes. that person. And so to, to me, that's I, obviously I'm joking, folks. <laughs> that relieves me of whatever guilt I had. Now, if somebody is less than professional when they call you back, right? And it's clearly going to be a negative conversation. Do you feel any kind of obligation to call that person back? No, yeah, absolutely I not. I absolutely feel no obligation. And I'm with you, Mike. And when those instances have happened to me, it's kind of like, Put a little check in the I made the right decision box. And it's always good to have more data to back up your decision. Yeah, absolutely. And and know that the person is not on the list for any future opportunities. That's if, right. If you thought they might be. So, uh, and, and I've run lots of, well, lots. I've had several people in my years of management of who interviewed real well and I thought they were good in the end. And I thought there might be an opportunity in the future and they they proved me wrong almost immediately. And thank God. And sometimes people under duress and stress, they reveal their, their true nature. Um, Absolutely. And it's good to know. Now, something occurred to me, like, as you're going through this, in this, the scene was somebody sees a, a voicemail. It's from you. They're expecting good news. So they call all their buddies in to the office to play the voicemail message. 
to share the the good news that you've been offered this opportunity <laughs> instead. Really? In a instead. million years, that would never occur to me to do. But okay. It could, right? You can see it, though. It could. It could. I it can could see it. It's shocking, but I okay. Is that my fault? Should I feel bad if I if, if I left? No. A, no. Okay. Okay. No. Good. I didn't think so. Right. I mean. I mean, if, if, you know, when you leave a voicemail, my thought is, I don't know if you agree, but my thought is when I leave a voicemail, it's for the private consumption of the person whom I'm leaving it for. Yes. My expect, I never think for a second that people are going to play voicemails out loud in an office where other people can hear. I don't know. Maybe people do that. So if somebody, if somebody wants to, to frankly be, well, I shouldn't say words like idiot, but if they, if they want to kind of, Less than smart. Less than smart, <laughs> and do this. I, I I don't see that as responsibility of me as the caller. No, and I would on, I would add on to that, Mike. That that concern is not a reason to not leave a voicemail. Well, yeah, good, yeah, yeah good point. I didn't think it was a big deal, but it did, it did occur to me. So, and probably it's <laughs> occurred to others. I'm sure it has. I'm sure you're not alone. So let's get to providing feedback to candidates who you said no to. Is it okay to offer feedback? And, it and is. one is it okay? So yeah, that's kind of a a no brainer probably. But are you required to? Do you have to provide feedback to somebody who wants it? That's not an obligation of us as as interviewers, right? No, there is no requirement to give a candidate feedback about how they did or why you didn't hire them. There's lots of good reasons for this. And a lot of experienced season managers will tell you, hey, I've tried to do it and the responses I got were just so far beyond the pale that it's it becomes painful for you as a man. It just extends the pain of having to tell somebody no. Responses like indicating that the hiring manager is wrong in their decision, uh, that they, meaning the candidate, does have that skill that you just tried to talk to them about, or that's not really what happened, and besides, it was a silly question anyway. Right. <laughs> Things like that. Look, we we've said this before. Mark said it on cast. I've said it. I mean, this this whole interviewing is it's 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 an artificial thing. It's it's like we have to make a hiring decision not having observed this person working, and so we go through this this artificial exercise to try to ferret out whether the person has the skills, has has actually engaged in the behaviors that we're looking for, and it's imperfect, right? One is. There's some skill relative to us in terms of how well we can interview. Right. And there's some skill on their side in terms of how well can they translate the behaviors that they've engaged in successfully in the past and communicate that to us, right? That's right. That's it's important. And there's there's this there's opportunities for miscommunication. And it's possible the person has the skill, but they weren't able to communicate it and we weren't able to get it out of them. And that's the way it is. And so it's very possible they think they absolutely do think they have the skill and they may actually have it. But we're stuck with what we have. It's the best, you know, it's not a great process, but I don't know of any other better one, unfortunately. It's the best of all of the horrible processes. There you go. There you go. Right. Yeah. So while you certainly can offer feedback, you don't have to. And if you don't want to, and you're asked, here's how you might want to respond. Something like this. That's not something I do, unfortunately. Hiring is a really tough choice. Often it's a subtle choice and the distinctions between candidates can come down to degrees of ability and often the degrees are very small. 
it's not as simple as one person is good and the other person is not. And so I found that communicating well about those distinctions is virtually impossible. Like I said, you have a lot to offer and we just don't see a fit right now. Right. Generally to that, they'll be stunned, right? You'll just get silence back. Yes. Okay. So folks, this is one of those cases where this, it happens, right? And you just have to be prepared for it. And there is nothing wrong. I would recommend you take what Danny said and you just memorize it. The idea that anybody listening to us would not have a two-minute speech ready for the time that you get into an elevator with the CEO or your boss three levels up and she turns to you and says something and now you have two minutes worth of conversation. You should be thinking about that conversation before it occurs, right? Um, The fact that people don't think that way is beyond me, but this is another case. If you think you might get this kind of question or this, you might end up in this kind of opportunity, have your answer prepared ahead of time. Don't stumble. I think, Dan, I think yours was a great, great one. Just memorize that. That's how we get to Yeah, practice it. Practice saying it a couple of times. It'll sound much more uh, relaxed to you if you've said it a couple of times before uh, and, and natural to your own ear. Uh, and you'll be more confident in delivering it because you've said it out loud a couple of times. I'm going to write a book and it's called like the, the 130 second speeches to, for every manager to, to memorize. And then you just go through your entire management life, just pulling from that hundred, hundred <laughs> rote responses. Any question, any question, any question somebody asks you, you have a hundred. You're like a politician. Just, <laughs> just say what you want to say, not, not what they're asking. Okay. So that's, that's the case where you don't want to give a person feedback. What about circumstances where you trust a candidate and you, and you want to provide some comments? Yeah, I can think of several times where, you know, I had somebody who was really close to being above the line. And again, you know, I thought in a year or two, maybe, or in a future organization that I'm going to be working for, because I may not be here in in this organization 10 years from now, or just, you know, this is somebody that I want to maintain a relationship with. And I see a lot of value that they could add, whether it's through me hiring them or not. And I'd like to try to help them get better. You know, some folks that maybe sometimes during the interview process, you just kind of really clicked with and you feel, and and I know when I had that happen, I thought, you know, this is somebody that I can trust, that I can share some comments with them. And I think they can handle it. So again, if you're in a situation like that, you think that the person is trustworthy and can handle hearing some comments, hearing some feedback, practice saying it a time or two, and then give them some input. And if you're looking for specific guidance on how to deliver that feedback, if you decide to give it, the best guidance we have is in our podcast called You Did Not Demonstrate. Uh, And that's one of my favorite casts. And whether I plan on giving feedback to a candidate or not, prior to calling them to tell them no, I always go back to that cast and I identify one or two things that they did not demonstrate so that I have them at the top of my head. Uh, yep. and can refer to them. Right. And I love that. And I tried to unsuccessfully, I think, uh, um, allude to that earlier, right? Which is, we're not saying you don't have or you can't do or something along those lines. It's you did not demonstrate, right? And yes. they have to demonstrate that during the interview. And the fact that they didn't is why you ruled them out. Right. You're not telling them that they don't have the skills or abilities. You're telling them they didn't demonstrate the skills or abilities, which again, it's harder for them to disagree with, right? If you say, well, you just didn't have the skills that we're looking for, they can debate that. But if you say you did not demonstrate this skill that is critical to this role, 
You're not saying they didn't have it. So there's less room there for yeah. them to, uh, to argue with you. And it's useful information for them because if they do believe they have this skill, then if they want to be successful in the future, they're going to be able to take advantage of your, of your input and think about how they could demonstrate that better. It is useful to them. And if you don't intend to give them something that's useful, then I can't imagine why you'd want to give them feedback or, or input. Absolutely. So let's wrap it up. So we talked about five things when it comes to notifying a candidate that you're not going to be hiring them when you're going to be turning somebody down. Number one, you're obligated to notify a candidate of a no expeditiously, so quickly, the same day that you decide. Two, you can wait for an acceptance before notifying a declined candidate. Three, you can rule candidates out before you make a hire. Four, when you call them, be simple, direct, to the point. And yes, you got to call them. No text, no email. Number five, you can offer feedback, but you don't have to. This is the right way to do it, Mike. It's simple, it's professional, and we ought to do it in our decline, with our decline candidates as well as we would want to have had it done to us. I agree. That was the biggest thing for me to remember was if I was this person, would I want to know now or two weeks from now? I'd want to know now. That's awesome. Hey, thanks, Dan. That's, I, I love doing these podcasts with you. I learn something every single time, so... Thank you. I appreciate They're it. They're a lot of fun. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Danny. We'll see you. Bye. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long. <laughs>